Gritty culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here, so much more importantly, Renaissance woman. Melissa Itell Duran is our host each and every week, and she's the subject of two documentaries. You can see them on Melissa Vision on Roku on TV, or you can see them at melissaitelljoran.com. And uh, she's the author of several books. She's uh, she's so many things. Of course, radio show host and podcast host. Melissa Itell Duran, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. How are you? Uh, good. Uh, how are the uh, how are the holidays? Uh, treating you, and when I say that, keep in mind that we're in a changing time. Not only have things changed since, you know, of course, the the internet, and that was the the major change, but things have now changed dramatically since the pandemic. And you know, you could just look out uh, on my porch every uh, every day, and you'll see, uh, you know, everybody ordering things and so forth. Things have changed dramatically uh, in the last couple of years. Unless I've missed something, unless it's just my house, things to me have changed dramatically. Well, it's, uh, you know, people are starting to go back uh, full-time, anyway, into their regular routine. You know, first it started with people going back to work. Um, if you look at railroad stations, uh LIRR, Metro North, in our in our vicinity, the spots are pretty much taken up now because people have returned, and just and 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 just as that's going on, uh, people are are actually renewing their travel plans, and uh, which that's another a whole other issue, and then people are actually shopping, they're spending a lot now. Um, I don't know if they actually have the money they want to spend, but they are spending, they are yeah. going out. Yeah, that's the question. I, I mean, are people loading up on their uh, on their credit cards, and is that going to be a problem later? the the uh, The catchphrase that we've been hearing, and we've been hearing it for you know maybe a couple of years now, but uh, definitely in the last years, supply chain, and especially when it comes to uh, to China, uh, with what's going on with the supply chain there, and and you know everything else. Um, how is that affecting? Have you paid attention to, uh, to to that as far as how it affects the economy? How is that affecting what we're doing now, um, holiday-wise? Well, you know, we've we've seen the, the supply chain affect our our grocery store shelves. We've actually seen certain things that have disappeared that have, that have not been replaced. Uh, we, we you know we know aside from the, the infamous baby formula yeah. shortage. Uh, we a lot of you know lesser and uh, less important, but never never in it less. Um, they're very much missed products that have either uh, been delayed for the longest time or have totally disappeared because of production. And um, now you know there are rumors that um, you know aside from aside from COVID. Um, that many things that we we depend on on a daily basis maybe forever uh, change, such as uh, grain and wheat. You know, the, the war in, in in Ukraine and it's still going on. You know, people have started to forget about it. That's that has a a worldwide implication on on many of our um, economic uh, abilities because we're not going to be able to get 
we can't we, we can't produce the grain and not the, the amount of grain that we need. We we've been importing it from over there, and Ukraine is a breadbasket, and it's affecting our food supply. And um, you know, if, if other things go on as they are, as 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 are being predicted, um, it may be become become very scarce to get to get basic basic items, and we may be seeing ourselves um, uh, rationing things. And uh, if you want to throw in the the climate change wrench, or uh, well, I don't know, um, you know, other geopolitical um, issues, uh, we're really going to be having a tough time. I mean, I'd like, I'd not, I would not like to to go that far. I don't want to jump the gun or anything, but uh, you know, the longer the Ukraine war goes on, the the the, the more challenging it's going to become to, to to actually get things on the shelf yeah it, it, it's amazing and you know it's it's kind of like the butterfly effect but um you know, butterflies are are tiny and and they talk about tiny little things uh, having effects wars are big you know wars are big supply mm -hmm. chain issues are big pandemics are big so it's it's not exactly the uh, the meaning of of the butterfly effect but it certainly points to all of this that you just brought up points to how things uh, that that aren't happening to us directly have an effect on us uh, uh, directly or indirectly. Frank McKay here, so much more importantly, MelissaItellJoran.com is where you go for a, a starting point or Melissa Vision on TV. And uh, check out the two documentaries on Melissa, Melissa I Tell Joran Show. Uh, Melissa, if you uh, if if you add all of these uh, things up, it, it is a unique uh, situation that that's been uh, created since uh, the the pandemic, and I, I think we're going to look at at the pandemic uh, years from now as a starting point. Same the same way that we look at nine uh, eleven as a star, uh, starting point. At least this is the way I see it. You know, there, there's before 9-11 and then there's after 9-11. And, and at this point, there's before the Internet and after the Internet. Um, you know, that, that's, you know, obviously prior to 9-11. Uh, to but now there's going to be pre-pandemic, post-pandemic um, views of the world. And, and, you know, these are three major things that have happened in, uh, in, in just the last 25 years or, you know, something uh, around those lines. Um, and you know, I've got to believe. I, I don't know that the Ukraine war is gonna is gonna have that effect because we are not, unless it expands and becomes World War Three or something along those lines. But I, but I do think that we are uh, still feeling the effects of the of the pandemic and the shutdown. Uh, I mean, we're we're out of the you know the, the the throes of the pandemic. Though, as we know, COVID has has not disappeared. There are you know, there's a new variation out there. In addition to the Omicron, they're still saying get your booster if you uh, if you know if, if you haven't already. And in, in particular, for people who are um, over a certain age and have uh, underlying conditions that might pose a danger, that might encourage you know, dangerous. Uh, side effects uh, of, of COVID. Uh, I mean, if you if you are in any of those risk high risk groups, you have a let's say you have cancer, you have um, diabetes, you have high blood pressure. You you could be in in a very dangerous place if you get COVID, and you should definitely get a booster. And they're encouraging people uh, anyway to to. I think what they're trying to do, and this may be 
Fauci or not, he's supposedly you know, he's he's leaving. This is his last uh, his last hurrah. He's you know he's leaving, but he's he's not going to be gone. You know he's he's still going to be very much in our hearts and minds. He's going to be like Yoda uh, or, or Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yes, he will. And you know he he's reiterated this, and so have others in the you know at the CDC. You, you get your flu shot, you're going to get a booster every year, and that's how we're going to keep this thing at bay. But uh, not everybody's getting a booster. Not every not every senior citizen is getting a booster. Um, but um, we don't know what other diseases or what other viruses are on the horizon that, that uh, the U.S. government is not even telling us about. I mean, a couple of months ago, we heard that Boston University was experimenting with um, bringing up their own version of a, a virus worse than COVID. Wow. It just don't let it get out, you know. Yeah, don't yeah, we don't need it. We don't need it. Don't, don't do us any favors. Yeah, you know, that scares the hell out of me when they do things like that because, you know, just one stupid move, one idiot, you know, one uh, kid dancing to uh, to some music, uh, you know, or, or doing the breakfast club dance like AOC was when she was uh, dancing around and just somebody hitting the, the test tube. And, and, you know, this could get look, I, I'm sure that they are. Uh, I'm kidding when I say that I, I'm sure they're going to be very, very careful about getting this out. But when you're creating a virus worse than uh, coronavirus uh, and, and COVID-19, um, uh, you know, guess what? I mean, that's that, that sends chills down my spine. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if this this is like the famous last words. And the next thing you know, we're going to have this disaster on our hands or a, a further disaster. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Melissa Itell Juren is our host each and every week. Um, Melissa, what about that? I mean, does that worry you when when people start playing God and they start creating these things? Uh, is that a concern from from your end? Oh, absolutely. It's it's alarming. I don't know why they would even do this. I mean, we're not even, we don't know half of it. We're, we're not informed about what's really going on in our, our, our national, I don't know what they call them, anti, you know, our, our, our viral laboratories. We, we never, I don't think many of us heard of, uh, of um, the, the experimentation on, on, on dogs. And I mean, we know there's, there must be a lot of things going on behind closed doors, but, um, I never heard of uh, you know, the uh, what Fauci was talking about. What was a chain of fu- function research? Yeah, I, I still haven't heard of that. This is the first I'm hearing of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all these you know these these nebulous things that we wouldn't normally find on out find out on our own, uh, but they they have come through. Uh, you know, they've 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 been leaked in a way. I mean, I just hope that we're not going to be that this is not a dress rehearsal for something even worse. I mean, I've heard all kinds of conspiracy theories to that effect. You see, when when I laugh, it, you made me laugh that when, when I laugh, I cough. And, yeah, and that's due uh, to this flu that I have. And, and shame on yeah, me, I guess, for not uh, getting the flu shot. But the one thing I have to say as I've lost over 10 pounds, and I could use losing oh, 10 pounds. I've lost, oh, you know, no. So the thing is, like, part of me is like, and I don't uh-huh. want to play God with myself here, but the uh, uh, the the flu has a, a benefit for me, a, a, a positive benefit here, and uh, and and it's uh, uh, you know taking away my appetite, which is just 
which is just wonderful. I'm I'm never lacking for an appetite. <laughs> so I mean, it's uh, but the thing is the uh, the coughing and and everything mm-hmm. else is uh, is scary. I, and I'm still separated from my family. I'm staying in my studio, and uh, and mm-hmm. they're up there. And I, uh, you know, we, we we talk, but I'm I I've been separated from uh, from them for for uh, you know about a week. We're in the same house, but we're in different parts mm-hmm. of the house. I feel like I have COVID. You know, because I don't yeah. want to get them sick. I don't want that. Right, I understand, but um, don't worry about your appetite. It's in, you. You do need to eat. I mean, you, oh, that's don't worry about that. I'm, I'm eating. But <laughs> I, I'm eating. I'm eating fruit. You know, is is mm-hmm. what it is. And I hope I can maintain uh, a, a healthy regimen when I uh, when I get out. Yeah. So I'm when I get out, meaning when I, uh, you know, when I'm back mm-hmm. to quote unquote normal. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I, I again, I'm. Uh, you know, I don't want to be cute with it. I know people are dying from the flu, right? I mean, are, are we hearing about people dying from the flu, or is that well exaggerated? Yeah, we're hearing we're having we're hearing things about the flu. It's a big. This is a really uh, a, a high a high and uh, a high volume flu season, and 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 it's also complicated by another respiratory ailment that has been afflicting young children because their lung paths their pathways are very narrow and. Um, much older people so you it's like a trifecta you've got the you've got the uh, return of the flu the yearly flu which comes in different deviations and you've got this uh, they call it r um it, it starts with an r uh it's a respiratory infection that has landed a lot of kids and and by kids i mean under 10 a10 um in the hospital and elderly people most uh, most of the time because their their airways just don't function as well they're very de- delicate and then you throw in covid and you've got the trifecta of um of uh, winter ailments yeah you know i'm just I, i'm just googling something now i can't think of the three letters what what is it called rs uh, rsv rs yes that's right that's right yeah um yeah but uh, yeah mostly younger kids i i mean i was worried rsv uh that i was worried about uh you know th- that maybe that's what i had when i cuz i tested negative for the the flu the COVID. and uh flu and covid covid you know so i was yeah, thinking rsv right. and the doctor said that's eh, mostly little kids you know like very very young kids you know and mm-hmm. infants that's right so you know that's scary uh for them and it's uh, it's a helpless feeling for a parent and when your kid is uh, sick, but uh, I'm I'm reading something in uh, just a headline here: why viruses spread so easily in cold weather, and um, uh, you know I, I you know I don't know why I'm not going to go into the the whole article there, but uh, it does seem like we're in a uh, petri dish, and and it just seems like um, no matter which way you turn, whether it's uh, whether it's the uh, 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 the winter time or it's the summertime where we're more active and we're more apt to to be together and kids you know at make out parties or whatever you want to call it you know summer mm-hmm. summer break and spring break you figure that's when they really get spread um but you know uh, you know it, winter it's it's like there's no respite you know we're going to no. we're getting sick uh, every step of the way frank mckay here much more importantly melissa i tell com. i but y- your thoughts on that i mean it where's the where's the break i mean is it is it fall and spring is that the that the least uh spreadable time or is it is it the extremes of summer and and winter that we have to worry about is it all year round or are there different poisons for uh for each 
uh, each season. Well, you know what the problem is? We were we were kind of barricaded inside our homes two years ago. We limited our, our well, almost entirely cut out our, our outdoor activities starting two years ago. You know, uh, you know, public venues were closed. Kids were kept in school for almost, <laughs> in some cases, over a year. In, some, in other cases, two years. And schools fully returned to in-person learning, and people returned to actual workplaces to their offices i mean there's still people who work who, who work from home and are on zoom a lot and but there are many who've, who've gone back in person problem is when you've shut yourself off for such an extended period of time you haven't um you haven't been in contact with anyone you haven't you know, gotten your body used to the outside and now you're just plunging right back into it and yeah that's the perfect breeding spot for uh for illness yeah, uh, listen, no, uh, no question about it. Um, you know where uh, you know kind of you know, almost like damned if you do, damned if you don't type of um, uh, uh, scenario. But uh, you know what, we're um, uh, you know we're we're going to develop uh, new habits. We're going to develop um, new uh, new traits as as humans because of this. And I, and when I say this, I'm talking about the, the pandemic, quite frankly, that it's, uh, it's going back to it. Uh, someone had told me that there were 3000 deaths a week happening in, in America. I don't know if that number's changed, but, um, that's a lot. That's, uh, and that's due to the, uh, COVID-19. Um, I, that it does sound a little high now. I would think that we'd start seeing the the death count. You know, like uh, CNN used to have the death count. You know, uh, going on, which was very morbid. But you know, let's face it, people were were calling for it, and people wanted to know. You know, how many people are dying? How many deaths today? How many deaths uh, for the week? How many deaths for the month? And what have you? But we do have, um, uh, you know, statistics showing that there are three thousand deaths. A week now. I don't know if that's changed. This is I'm coming off of something two weeks ago. Have you heard any statistics on death from COVID? Uh, it, it, it's supposed to be at this point manageable and not necessarily lethal at the first strike. Um, but the the the, uh, the point is getting it getting care right away, especially if you are in a high risk group, uh, because uh, I've seen people. Um, young middle-aged people and i mean people who are you know 50 and under who because they have those um they have those underlying uh factors they have high blood pressure or diabetes are really hit hard when they get covid and they sometimes they have to go into the hospital um and, and that's because uh you know, they got they never got the booster they just have the basic vaccine which i think by the you know by now it, it's offers minimal protection at best um, or um, they got the they got a booster but they were still hit pretty hard so I just think that uh, it, it, they say it's manageable but yes there were you know it's not impossible for deaths to occur yeah I, I'm amazing uh, Frank McKay here with Melissa I tell Jordan our host each and every week uh, you know it's uh, it's it's one of these things where you look back and one of the mistakes I could see, and this is an, as a non-medical uh, professional, uh, if if a lot of people could do it over, they wouldn't have gone 
into the hospital right when COVID hit, and they wouldn't have gone on respirators. And I think go, you know, jumping the gun and going on a respirator right away was a death sentence for certain people. And I think mm-hmm. we're we're learning our lesson. But one of the things I'm, uh, you know, like even when I when I got sick with this flu, people were like, well, you know, my my wife even said, do you want to get, you know, go to the hospital and get checked out because it was like an off hour that. It was uh, it was starting to hit me, and I said, "No way!" The last thing in the world I want to do is go into the hospital, and yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know why, uh, it, you know, why that hits me like that. But I was never afraid of the hospital before, um, you know, basically mid March, late March, uh, two thousand and twenty. But now, you know, it worries me about going in there, and and you know, are you sitting in a petri dish uh, mm-hmm. when when you're there? I'm even worried about these uh, these urgent cares. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, you got to do something, right? I mean, you got to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, has it affected your your feelings on on how you treat yourself or how you allow others to treat you? Well, I agree with the hospital. I think you know that's that's the, the number one place where you can come out with 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 something. You're going to catch something, even if you're there to visit someone or you're you're taking someone to the emergency room. Uh, or you're going to the emergency room yourself for treatment. You might come. You might walk out of there with with uh, something you've just caught. Uh, and uh, the, I, I, the hospitals are crowded. A lot of kids are coming in because of the RS, um, the, the re- this new respiratory problem, and other things as well. And uh, I think um, you know if you can avoid going, you know, go to go to an urgent care or go to your doctor. Um, I, I'm, I'm not saying don't go to the hospital at all. There are serious circumstances which require a hospital visit. You can't, you know, you, you just can't ignore that and say, oh, I'll take care of it myself. I think I'm getting a heart attack. I think I'm going to take a ton of aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean for you to, you know, yeah. strain yourself That's all right. and you don't laugh. <laughs> hey, listen, I got I, I to get used to it. I got to get back to normal. Uh, you know, it's... It, you know, there's there's part of me that's kind of like, well, maybe the fresh air will do me do me well, but it's mm-hmm. it's nasty out there today. Yeah. You know, and I know people are listening tomorrow and the next day. You know, whatever to this, but uh, you know, as as we speak today, where I am in Suffolk County, it's raining like anything. Yeah, out there. like like here where I am too. I think we're, we're getting hit with the wet weather, and other parts of the nation uh, of the country that might not be that far away from us. Are getting hit with snow. Yeah, terrible. I, you know, I I used to I, I used to not mind snow until my kids started driving. Then then oh. all of a sudden I I wanted <laughs> nothing do to it. do with snow. Yeah, that was it. it, it you know, it, it, it's not cute anymore. You know, when you're worried about yeah, your daughter or your sons. Um, right, right. Driving. Who right, wants right. that? Uh, but I I no. do not I, I do not look forward to snow. Um, let's let's jump back to something. Let's jump back to Christmas time. You know, we're talking about all the all the deadly stuff, and we're talking about the sicknesses and things like that. What what about what what about Christmas time now? Now you're Jewish, so you celebrate Hanukkah, and uh, and it, you know there is uh, it, you know there there is this long standing you know Christmas time that uh, that has become very commercialized. I mean, let's face it. Uh, right, you know, when Black Friday starts, Christmas time starts, and you start hearing the music, and you start hearing all, all well, of even these. Even before diff- then, 
yeah. as, as early in the last several years, maybe the last 10 years, after, right after Halloween. Right. My God, you're not kidding. Right. It's right after Halloween it starts. They just can't wait. And I guess it, it gets people <laughs> oh, thinking money. Oh, I just remembered. I just remembered. I'm sorry to interrupt. Just remembered. If you go on the the Home Shopping Network shows, they start Christmas in July. They have a Christmas in July <laughs> feature. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. and it, yeah, they. Uh, it's it, Christmas makes think people think about spending money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you think about it, even in and, and you know what? I'm a capitalist. I mean, it's fine. You know, let people, you know, get out there and spend money. It's good for the economy. It's good for things. But I guess if you if if you uh, see something in July rather than waiting online or uh, or waiting to see uh, if, if uh, quote unquote, the supply supply train uh, chain uh, dies out on you or, or breaks down on you. Yeah, maybe you get it in July and you uh, stash it away. And if you're very organized, you won't forget that you got it for your sister-in-law. And you know you need to, you know, get her that pendant or that you know whatever the hell uh, uh, Joan Mangano's, uh, uh, you know, what, what does she have? The uh, hangers, <laughs> oh, you know, things hangers, like that. everything now. I mean, she's a <laughs> multi-billionaire or whatever. Yeah. And and she also she has a she she was she's been on HSN for decades. She came back. She now has a special show. I think she's on hiatus right now. Oh, she's she's raking in the in the dough. And I, I you know, I'm guilty also of, of watching her, you know, her 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 shtick on HSN. Yeah, well, I'm proud of her. I, I know her a little, you know, like I've mm-hmm. gone to dinner with her and lunch. Uh, with oh, her. really? Yeah, yeah. And I've had her on my show and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I. I I, I think she's you know, kind of a heroic figure in a sense, you know. I mean, like she, she started out, uh, you know, like uh, with uh, with no base there, and she just kind of put it out and and got some good ideas out there, and she she made a fortune for herself. I mean, so yeah, kudos yeah. to her. That's the American dream in a sense, right? I mean, in, in some mm-hmm. ways, that's that's what we all uh, you know w- uh, want to do, and that's what people want to do. I, I that uh, I'm I'm good with all of that. So I hope people I, I just kind of mentioned her in in passing but it, it's it's true i mean home shopping networks i don't know how long they're going to last but uh they've got to be taking a hit too right the internet is has to be kidding uh, uh or or uh, killing the uh home shopping networks out there wouldn't you think well you know eventually things get get saturated um but and, and we know that um, over the last few years, QVC and HSN have merged. They're now owned by the same people. Um, and and uh, the, their other competitor, which is really the distant third, Shop, um, uh, Shop HQ, which used to be Shop NBC. If, and they're, they, they're there, but I think they, they, they have not reached the, the level of, uh, of, uh, the, of their two predis- of their two uh, competitors. Um, I don't know. They've, uh, you know, shipping changed, shipping costs have changed, and it's not all the items ship free, and there are generous return policies. But uh, you see that some, you know, that some some of the buys on either either network are not that great. Maybe you can do better elsewhere. But they save. They try to, you know, they try to keep the flow going with their their differently themed shows and they, they and their appeals to the to the 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 audience uh, demographics and you know we'll see. I don't think they're dying yet. They're, I think they have a way to go. But um, 
you know, it'll be telling in the next uh, as we, we as the, this generation. I think your your children are in this generation. Your wait, your youngest is how old? How old is 19. your daughter? My uh, your 19, daughter's yes. nineteen. Yep. Wow. Yep. And so she's wait, she's in college already. Yeah, she's a, it, she's a sophomore in college. Oh my God, I <laughs> I lost track. That's yeah. not, that's wonderful. Oh, so she and and you're up. Your your uh, her brother who's in. The, the youngest of the, the youngest boys. son, he, my youngest son, yeah. is uh, is uh, 21 next week. He'll be 21 uh-huh. next week, which is unbelievable. But uh, he, he's he's graduating this year. No, he's uh, he's in his third year. He's just one uh-huh. year. They're like Irish twins. Those two. Uh, my two oldest guys are, are are done with college and they're doing very well. But my my son is. Um, uh, is in film school uh, and, and uh, you know learning uh, uh, script writing and everything on a full scholarship in Brooklyn uh, on this Macaulay grant, which is uh, which was a godsend that he got uh, a godsend I should say. Uh, but anyway, he's um, uh, yeah he's enjoying uh, film school and writing and creative uh, uh, script great. writing all of this. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, but these guys that's. This is this generation. These guys, we always say, when in doubt, ask the kids. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're usually talking about technology. These guys just are a different generation than, yeah, yeah. than us. And they just they understand right. all of this. They grew up with all of this. Uh, how are you with technology? Are you, uh, are, are you uh, the queen of technology? Or are you pretty no, good? I'm going to say I'm the – no, I'm not the queen of technology. I get by, but I'll tell you um, – my my son and he's he's probably part of Gen Z, but you're probably your your kids are Gen Z as well. Yeah. Your two younger kids, the yeah, older the ones, ones, I guess, are, are millennials. Yeah, oh, millen- I'm, I'm not Gen X. Millennials. Millennials. Yes, for sure. Millennials. The oldest ones are millennials. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So our youngest kids, your your two and mine, my my son are probably Gen Z. Yeah, that's it. And yeah, that's the that they're they're the next. Way they're going to be taking care of the world. They're going to be take there. They have to fix all the mistakes now. Yeah, they are. They're just super. I don't know. They're they're crackerjack artists at this internet. They can find the internet anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> they can I... find, they can fix it. They can find it anywhere on any device, on any television screen, on 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 any institution's computer. They go into a, you know, a. a, a it, it's not. It, it's not school. It's not anything. It's not. It's. It's, it's a company's computer. They. They. They get it on the internet. They were able to bypass everything. Go figure. Yeah, amazing. I. I, I can't. You know, like. A, I can't either. Find it in the desert. These guys. You know, and. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> amazing to me, and I. I don't know what the next generation after them, after Gen Z. I, I don't know what they're going to be doing. I mean, are they going to be flying spaceships? You know, are they going to be probably? Uh, you know, probably, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, they'll be they'll be going to Mars regularly. I mean, every every year they'll be going to Mars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah, right. There's going to be trips like that probably uh, out there. But I mean, we, you know, we never could have predicted any of this. You know, any of this uh, from uh, from happening. And um, you know, I, I know we spoke about. Um, you know, our generation, well, you're younger than me, but, uh, like, your generation, uh, you know, uh, went through uh, uh, computer dating and uh, and online dating, which has been a godsend for it. I remember telling, because I owned clubs. I owned clubs yeah. when I was 23 years old, you know, rock clubs. Mm-hmm. But I remember telling young women, 
mm-hmm. that I used to, I, I used to set up people left and right. I was like Frank.com, you know, like uh, you know, like match. Frank.com. Yeah, right, Imagine like if you had, you could have if you could have gone you know made the transition. You know, you'd, <laughs> <laughs> don't go there. Don't go to Match.com. Go to Frank.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah, it it didn't happen for me. I didn't have the foresight to do that. But I do. I did have the foresight to say to to young women that were my age. Keep in mind, they were the first generation really that got married later, right? So you know, their mothers got married at twenty and eighteen yeah. and twenty four was late. You know, for mm-hmm. so there there was a little nerve. You know, there was some nerves there, saying, "Oh, where am I going to meet somebody?" And and they didn't want to hang out in clubs, and they didn't want to. So I was saying, online online dating is going to be a big deal, and I remember specifically not one, not two, but many many female friends that I had, plutonic female friends, that laughed at me when I said online dating was going to be yeah. a big thing. They said, "Yeah, right. You're going to have some 14 year old." pervy kid um you know showing up at some whatever and we're gonna you know we're gonna be looking at a picture of brad pitt's brother and you know we're gonna see him and and they started saying all things like that and i was like listen what are they gonna do people aren't gonna stop dating people aren't gonna stop mating and and getting together and and whatever the online dating is is where it's going to to go in the future and really that's that's what's happened i mean let's let's face it and it's great it's just it's mm-hmm. it's wonderful but i mean where are young women i don't know if you're in touch with young young women but uh, where are young women now once college is over where are they meeting their significant other young men for that matter where are they meeting uh, i they're, i they're meeting online yeah. right yeah or they are they on one of the apps one of the dating apps it's like tinder or i don't even yep. keep up with this but they're on the dating apps and I, there are there are problems with that too <laughs> uh, because there's some dating apps that are just for dating not for serious the long-term no sex you know sexual yeah, connections yeah. and things like that so right, so that's, that's right. hookups hookups hook yeah right. yeah so, right um but online dating is caught on i mean people of all ages are doing online dating i met my husband on online yeah. on um uh match. Was, i forget not match no not match on e um e- oh, i can't even remember E-Harmony, that's right. Yeah. That's where I met him. I never did match. I never did match. I did other, did, you know, I did a lot of in-person. I went and yeah, met people, you know, in, in, you know, at events or whatever. But um, I, I had the, the best luck with E-Harmony, and it was the first time I went on E-Harmony, and that's how I met him. That's fantastic. I, you know, and that's, yeah. that's what we're looking at now. And, and you want to know something? It's, mm-hmm. it, it's better. What are you going to, you know, hang out in bars? And, and I'm a guy who owned three bars. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you want to go in the bars, you're going to meet the sleaziest characters in the in the world. And, and you know, nice people, you know, I'm not saying nice people don't go to bars. I, I don't want to say that uh, at all. But what I'm saying is like a nice girl, a nice young lady, a nice, uh, nice young man. Um, you, you you might be uh, easier to weed them out in, uh, uh, you know, on online than uh than you know meeting them in in the bar with all these other yeah. characters and lounge lizards and and nuts uh that you'd have to deal with there plus somebody could con you in person too you know so i mean it's like you know you don't yeah. know but it's uh yeah. this is one of those things i mean we started out talking about uh how uh, how major events have changed internet 911 uh pandemic i mean these are these are things that uh, major events in society 
and here we're talking about American society, but it's worldwide, uh, that have changed it. But the Internet and social media now, which is an extension of the, the, the uh, Internet and, uh, you know, let's, let's face it, the, uh, the smartphones and different things mm-hmm. like that, that's changed the way things are going. And, uh, and growing up now, uh, people immediately know where they're going to meet people online. Right, right. I mean, you have to differentiate what, which online app, which dating app, or whatever you you, you know you 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 want, because you don't want to just uh, attract the wrong people with the wrong intentions. But yes, majority of it is 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 done that way. Although I'm seeing, not necessarily in New York, but I've I've been seeing um, Facebook ads for socials. Uh, in, in spots of New York and also um, out of town in other other states like Connecticut, you know, it's a holiday themed party. So I don't know if they're trying to bring back these big events, these big you know single socials that they had in the past, um, you know, just for for you know for, for Christmas and Hanukkah, New Year's or whatever. But I'm seeing bits. I'm seeing you know waves of small waves. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's, uh, it, you know, they're always going to kind of fly back to different things and see how they work. Let's see how they work. Let's see if they become trends. Um, mm-hmm. But let's, uh, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's see how those things go. Um, there used to be meet and greets, you know, synagogues and churches yes. and, and different. They would, uh, you know, they would they would say, hey, let's get together. Let's get some singles together. I, I don't know if those are still going on. I actually and, and again, this is, a, you know, this is a, a big jump. And by no means am I, you know, criticizing organized religion, but they are taking a hit. Organized religion is taking a major hit, and uh, you know they're finding less and less people nowadays to uh, to not only participate but even to to lead. You know the uh, pastors, and you know there was some statistics somebody gave me the other day. Uh, you know, very religious person, Christian, um, mm-hmm. said that uh, that seventy three or seventy five percent of of pastors and ministers. Uh, across the country that were polled um, have considered recently leaving their current profession and and uh, and moving on and that's by the way that that sends chills up the spines of uh, of people who are very religious which I'm not per, per se I'm I'm very respectful of organized religion and whether it's Jewish religion uh, and the different Christian religions Muslim you know as long as it's not radical a- a- anti um Jewish Muslim, you know, I, I, I am yeah. in favor of, uh, you know, Buddhism, all organized religions, as long as they're preaching love and togetherness and, and, and all of that. But, um, but quite frankly, it is taking a big hit. Yeah. Yeah. Although, um, they say that, uh, joining a, a, a church or a synagogue is a good way of meeting people, uh, because there, you know, there are opportunities to meet, but it's hard though. You have to know who's available. Maybe you need to be introduced in person, um, although in um, in in certain among certain uh, religious factions uh, in certain communities, uh, it, it, they, there is no reliance on on online apps or or dating services to to meet people because uh, the, uh, the the matchmaking goes on within the community. And a perfect example of that is the uh, the Orthodox community uh in in uh especially in New York on the upper west side a lot of uh orthodox uh, kids after they finish 
after they finished college, moved to the Upper West Side, and that's where they 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 seem to get matched up. And, and among ultra-orthodox circles, there's actually a matchmaker who does the arranging well before the age of 20 for these kids. So that's why they, they're, they're such short engagements, short courtships, and and turnover in marriages, and uh, these you see a lot of the uh, the very orthodox with uh, even married by the time they're twenty twenty one, and they they already you know they they, they start families right away, they, and you know before long they have five six seven kids, and uh, among the modern orthodox uh, they there's the you know they live in, on the Upper West Side and they go to a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, Sabbath dinners and they seem to meet that way. Um, and um, it's uh, they, there's no dependence on 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 uh, digital means to to meet somebody. But for the rest of us, it's a different story. We don't fall into either any of those groups. We have to do it all on our own, unless we know someone or we meet in in college, which is probably, for the most part, probably better. Uh, yeah. You know, the, I think your chances of getting married are better. Yeah, no, no, definitely. There's a bigger pool of people. You know what? That This is a big subject. We're going to need a whole show uh, to to go into all of that. But the, you, you're right on. I mean, college um, is, uh, is is a place where people are, are starting to meet. And maybe those relationships will uh, will turn into marriages. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, we got to see what the trends uh, right. trends mm-hmm. produce, uh, it, you know, like these quick little, uh, you know, I, you know, for lack of a better term, mini trends um, I, don't always turn out. But again, we started out talking about we started out t- talking about uh, the season and how things have changed. And um, you know, I, I guess look, uh, we got a couple of more conversations to go before uh, before we reach uh, Christmas. Uh, a final thought, Melissa, on uh, on the uh, on the holidays. Yeah. Um... You know, be careful of what we're we're spending. Um, if uh, I know it's a, this is it is a happy time, and you you think of all the people you want to uh, to thank, to appreciate, and you want to get an appropriate gift, and that's fine and well. I think we have to you know keep that in mind, and uh, and uh, also our spending limits. There's there is the fear that even though you know we're coming back into society, we may be overdoing it, and also. Um, be careful of where you congregate in, in, in you know in in public because you can get sick and not only COVID but other things and and um, you know we have to take care of ourselves so enjoy this time of year and and um, and and stay well above all I mean we we have uh, next week is uh, Christmas is next what next Sunday or. Yeah, and, and then, right, we, already, okay. and then this Sunday is Hanukkah, yeah. right? So. I know, I have, it just came, it just, it, for me, it's like it came, it just happened uh, out of the blue. Yeah, well, happy Hanukkah to everyone, it'll be, uh, we'll be in the midst of Hanukkah by the time we speak again, and uh, Melissa, uh, as always, we thank everyone for tuning in each and every week, thank and thank you to everyone. Have a happy Hanukkah, everyone, and uh, and and when we come back, we'll be wishing everybody a Merry Christmas. Frank McKay signing off. MelissaItellJuren.com is where to go, and we'll see everyone next time on the Melissa I Tell Juren Show. You've been listening to Melissa Itell-Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.